1: Hello, boxing fans. Welcome to another episode of World Championship Boxing, and today we are talking about the awards, the 2021 World Championship Boxing Awards, and I'm joined by my co-host, Juan Silva. How you doing, man?
0: What's up, Logan? What's up, Fight Fans? Our annual for the ninth time,
1: because I started
0: talking, doing the show with you the second year you started doing the show, so yes... The ninth Annual World Championship Boxing Awards. And these awards will be a doozy this year, as they always are. I'm going to leave it up to Logan. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the uh, biggest Pussy of the Year award? Or do you want to start at the top with the Fighter of the Year? I, I'll
1: leave it up to you. Let's let's start from the bottom. Pussy okay. of the Year.
0: All right. This bastard. I don't know how he hasn't gotten murdered in prison yet. Uh, Felix Verdejo is the recipient of the 2021 Pussy of the Year Award for murdering, and I don't give a goddamn that he hasn't been convicted. It's always the boyfriend. It's always the husband. This is what happened. He got a woman pregnant, his side chick. Now there's allegations that even his wife's involved. She, uh, the woman, was thrown off of a mountain or of a cliff and murdered, hit with a brick, murdered. He's still awaiting trial in a Puerto Rican prison. Pussy of the year, Felix Vadejo. That's all I got to say about this bastard.
1: That's there's. I mean, why don't you talk a little bit about him as a boxer? W- oh, uh, he? he had He he was hyped
0: He was hyped to the max When he first thought, When he first came out uh, Because he's Puerto Rican His name is Felix uh, Bob Aram, top rank Was his promoter And they were hyping him Claiming that he was the next great Puerto Rican star He started out with a bang He beat up all the dudes he was supposed to beat up But then we found out He had a china chin And in his last fight a month or two before his side chick was murdered, he was way ahead on the scorecards when he got knocked the fuck out by Nakatini. Uh, it's time. It was to me his career was over before this murder happened because he was just going to be a stepping stone. He was done.
1: So the the guy who knocked him out, he was he was losing
0: he he had knocked uh verdejo had knocked Nakatini down two times before he lost steam and got knocked out
1: and and Nakatini's not nothing to write home about
0: uh, yeah he uh he's lost to uh both lomachenko and uh Tiafimo Lopez uh he's your standard run of the mill gatekeeper i mean you know um he, he's a brawler he and he his best defense is with his face. He <laughs> he blocks punches with his chin. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, okay, so Pussy of the year, Felix Verdejo, Network.
0: Network of the year is without a doubt Showtime. Showtime showed great card after great card after great card this year. A uh, sum of and they had some Some of the best pay-per-views. Only problem I had with Showtime this year, Logan, is twice they showcased pay-per-views with the YouTube clowns, with the circus freaks. Fuck them. Actually, it was three times. Twice with the clown, Jake, and once with his older brother, Logan. The only Logan I recognize is my co-host, Logan here. Uh, Fuck that. But other than that, you put that to the side. They had great cards on television featuring Stephen Fulton. Uh, Stephen Fulton recently unified two of the titles at 122 pounds by beating Brandon Figueroa. That was a card on Showtime. They have featured the rise of who I believe is going to be the next legendary welterweight champion in Jerron Boots Ennis. So Showtime is my network. And also... They did the uh they did the pay per view, Canelo's last pay per view and showed the fight the following week on Showtime. They did two of Javante Davis's pay per views, both tremendous fights against Isaac Cruz and Mario Barrios. Uh so yeah, Showtime, heads and shoulders above the rest of the networks as far as quality boxing on television.
1: And what um What promoters are working through Showtime?
0: PBC. PBC, uh, Al Heyman, Floyd Mayweather Jr., uh, PBC. And um, with their Showbox series that airs uh, frequently uh, on Friday nights, um, once or twice a month. I mean, once a month or twice every two, or once every two months, is mostly promoted by Hall of Fame promoter Lou DiBella.
1: And and in these uh YouTuber fights, didn't they have some decent fights on the undercard?
0: Well, you had the Rise of Montana Love who's a who who's a great great prospect. You had some decent fights uh on the you had uh, Amanda Serrano who's one of the best female boxers out there. So, there, yeah, there were some decent fights and fighters on the undercards, but I'm not supporting anything with uh the circus in town. Like I told my son who's twenty nine and I told my nephew who's sixteen who follow who follows these clowns. When they, they'll they'll text me the night of the fight, oh, did you see I said, look, last time I went to the circus was when I took you to the circus
1: <laughs> Yeah. I mean it's it's interesting though as a testament to the the science of boxing in the sense that they're using, you know, they have li- very limited skills, obviously, but they're using their size to go after these smaller people. Even Floyd was like much smaller, you know. It was like. Yeah,
0: but still, Floyd rocked that clown. And also, they're fighting novices. And what pisses me off, Logan, and I'm not going to spend more time on this than it deserves, but the, w- the one last thing I want to mention is that the clowns at Box Rec, and Boxrec is the official record keeper for all professional boxers and amateur boxers. Now they count these fights as as legitimate fights. They got this guy with an undefeated record. What you fe- you fought NFL players and UFC fighters? The fuck? The basketball fuck players, yeah, yeah, basketball, NFL, you get out of here. I don't want to hear it. All right, on to the next award.
1: <laughs> Those they might be. Also, runners-up for the two pussies of the year, but anyway. They they would have
0: won if if this guy's uh, mistress hadn't wound up murdered. They would have definitely won. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. But, uh, uh, but if this shit continues, they're the front-runners for next
1: year. All right. Let's talk about the – in terms of network of the year, let's go back to that for a second in terms of runners-up.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, ESPN, because – uh, and, you know, Logan, you're a subscriber to the ESPN Plus app. They have a lot of they have they have had a lot of fight cards do, throughout the year. If you go to their library, you see fights up for, from all over this year. The zone also. But um, one thing that I hate about ESPN and the zone is that they have God awful boxing announcers. These guys are horrible. ESPN with Joe Tessitore. Everything is the fifteenth round of, of an Ali fight. Oh, did you see that? He got off his stall.
1: <laughs> he wants Tim Bradley. To, Tim Peter, go to ahead, be wait, wait. so bad.
0: <laughs> you hear how he he screams for every little thing. We, they took him off
1: the NFL
0: because the the uh, NFL fans that was watching the ESPN Monday Night Football were complaining that he was screaming for nothing. For Oh, a first down! take out he got a first down! <laughs> he, he's horrible. And Tim Bradley, all he does is kiss, kiss, kiss Bob arrows ass. He sucks up to all the top-ranked fighters. The old, Mark Kriegel is clueless. He's fucking horrible. And uh, the only guy worth his weight in gold is Andre Ward. And, and I love Andre checked Joe Tessitore a few weeks ago when Lomachenko fought. Joe Tessitore. Oh, if Lomachenko hadn't injured his shoulder in a fight against Tia Lopez, it might have been a different story. And Andre Ward was like, there's no proof he, he hurt his shoulder. Uh, no one showed me any proof. I was like, I love it. Yes. Yes. Andre Ward's only guy worth his weight in gold. And as far as the zone goes, you've got Todd Gruesome. Sergio Moron and Chris Zanix. These, this is the worst boxing announcing team in the history of professional boxing. Logan, boxing is the only sport where you don't have to have any expertise to get a job announcing a fight. Todd Grissom was a fucking WWE announcer. He gets to be the lead man in the zone. He's horrible. He doesn't know the difference between a jab and a cross. He, he gets fighters confused. He's horrible. Sergio Mora is annoying is annoying. Kisses Canelo's ass left and right. He's just annoying. And Chris Mannix is like I just said. He's like Xanax. When you listen to him talk, you try and fight the urge to start snoring. Horrible trio. Um, I give them the own credit for having Roy Jones do the Alexander Usyk Anthony Joshua fight. Roy Jones was phenomenal. Phenomenal. And when That was one time, one time only. One of these networks needs to give Roy Jones a huge deal to be their lead color commentator. Because we've said this on this program since day one that I've been on this program. Roy Jones is the greatest color commentator in his history of the sport. No one can fuck with.
1: (laughs) That's big.
0: He knows the sport. And he's one of the greatest fighters of all time. And what he says brings credence. When I was a kid, Logan, my father was the same way I am right now. He couldn't stand an announcer that would feed you bullshit because he knew the sport. And he's like, that's bullshit. Why is he telling me that? Roy is one of the, the few guys, and when my father was alive, he loved Roy because Roy would say things that my father wouldn't know. And my father was like, oh, shit. Roy, like Roy would talk about, oh, did you see... Something that uh, Larry Merchant or Max Kellerman or Jim Lampley couldn't see. Oh, oh, that body shot did something to him. That body shot did something This one, look at the way his head jerked. His head jerked. You, you wouldn't notice that. Roy brings that up right, right away. My father's impressed, and every time I hear Roy, I'm impressed. He brings up something that I didn't know. That's what I want my boxing announcers to give me. None of these clowns, other than Andre Ward, give me that.
1: And Andre Ward, it, is he? You think he's? Is he going to be doing stuff in the next year?
0: Uh, he's he, yeah, he's with ESPN. He's with ESPN, so he's he and Tim Brad. And they don't need Tim Bradley. You don't need Andre Ward, Tim Bradley, and Joe Tessitore in the in the Tessabor. same announcing. Of, just, come on, because Bradley screams, Tessitore screams, Andre doesn't scream. He's laid. he's laid back and he gives you solid to great analysis every time he's out there and he doesn't kiss Bob Aaron's ass. Why? Because he never was promoted by Bob Aaron. Right. He was his own man, right?
1: Good. Okay, so let's go back to um uh what do we have? The network of the year. Oh, I guess we can go to um Upset. Upset of the upset year. Of the year.
0: Upset of the year, man. I, I was complete Mikey Garcia's washed up. He let this guy, Xander Martin, outbox him like Xander Martin was Floyd Mayweather in his prime. What the fuck? Logan, what happened to our boy Mikey Garcia? One of the he had one of the best jabs in boxing, one of the best counter punch punches in boxing history. And the, the night against Sandor Martin, it was like the monsters from Space Jam took his skills. He did nothing. He was lethargic. Didn't have the nerve to think after the fight was over that he won. Mikey Garcia is done. He needs to retire asap.
1: Yeah, he. Uh, who did he fight
0: before this? Uh, the last guy he fought before this, I believe, was Errol Spence.
1: Yeah, he hadn't Spence. fought in a while. Right, right. I mean and he and he was thoroughly at, at, destroyed.
0: And I think um and a lot of people brought brought this up and I I I tend to agree with with this um assessment that uh Spence ruined Garcia and Garcia will never be the same cuz he took a 12 round beating. He took a he did everything he could to survive. And he took a
1: ferocious that fight was made. That was such a mismatch. It, was,
0: it because he's much smaller than than Errol. Right. Arrow was too he came up from lightweight to fight Errol at 147. Mikey's an undersized lightweight, and he was fighting a big welterweight in Errol's fence. And I don't, and the punishment he took in that fight, he was rocked several times, almost went out in the test, and did everything he could to survive. He's never been the same. It's a wrap for Mikey. Mikey, uh, I don't know, Mikey. Mikey's a good look. Mikey's a good-looking, articulate dude. Maybe he should go into a... Color commentator. Uh, he, 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 he'll probably better than he'll be better than everybody not named Andre Ward or Roy Jones Jr.
1: Now, why didn't you pick uh, Lopez?
0: That was my runner-up because Cambosis was was a was, was alive. I called a lie, He was alive on the dog. While Sandra Martin, everybody, including myself, was laughing like, "Who the fuck is this dude?" I had never heard of this clown before. is on you because he's a Lou DeBella fighter and he fought a lot a lot in New York on a lot of Broadway boxing cards. And um for the longest this fight was this fight was supposed to happen in the spring, supposed to happen in the summer, but it got postponed a couple of times. Once cuz Teo caught COVID, another time because uh Triller who had the rights to the to the fight couldn't come up with the money to pay both fighters. Oh. When they finally, when when they finally had the fight, it was a good fight. Cam Bosa showed a lot of heart, grit, term, determination, and whoever he fights next, he will be a live underdog. Whether it's Lomachenko, whether it's uh, Devin Haney, whoever he fights next, it will not be an easy fight for the guy he's fighting. As far as Martin goes, when you watch, yeah, he beat Mikey Garcia, but. <laughs> He's your typical European boxer. I mean, at 140, 147, he's getting destroyed by Regis Prograis or Boots Ennis or Bud Crawford. He, will have, he wouldn't have a shot in the world against those guys. Mikey lost because he was lethargic, because he's done.
1: Okay, let's talk about some other upsets this year.
0: All right, you had uh, Mauricio Lara knock out Josh Warrington. Who was the IBF featherweight champion of the world? That was a massive, massive, massive upset. Uh, Alexander Usyk's win over uh, Anthony Joshua was an upset because Joshua was the favorite. So those are more. Those are a couple of more runner-ups as far as upset of the year. And um, the Wait, knockout you, of the year. Did you predict? Uh, you, uh, Usyk predict or Joshua? I think I. I think when we did the show, I predicted Joshua by decision. And I was wrong, and I'm glad I was wrong. Usyk fought his ass off and fought a beautiful fight. And he'll
1: win the next fight.
0: Well, they they, they look to be fighting in April, and I would go with you Right now, in my opinion, there's only two guys that could beat Usyk in the heavyweight division. One is Tyson Fury, and the other one is Deontay Wilder, only because if you remember in the fight against Joshua, Joshua hit Usyk with a bunch of right hands that if it was Wilder hitting him with those right hands, they would have been mopping Usyk off the floor. Usyk would have to outbox Wilder for several rounds. He c- he can't do what Fury did, which we'll, we'll talk more about that later on. Uh, he'd have to outbox Wilder for 12 rounds and not get hit with a single right hand, which if you have seen, we've seen Wilder's entire career. There's not a fighter, including Fury, who hasn't avoided that right hand.
1: <laughs> but I... It's safe to say that Yusik is a very intelligent fighter and probably would approach a fight different. But the thing different.
0: is, I understand. He he would fight him the same way he fought Joshua. Only way to fight Wilder is I'm Usyk. I'm four inches smaller. I'm 6'3", 6 6'7". I got to box Wilder, exhaust him to the point like he was in all three Fury fights, and then, you know, just avoid that right hand. But can you avoid that right hand? For 12 rounds, because we've seen Wilder throughout his entire career. He can knock you out one shot in the 12th round, just like he can in the first round. So that's a very dangerous fight for Usyk. And Fury will try and bully Usyk, and that will be another difficult fight, because this guy is a half foot taller than than Usyk, and Usyk would have to have all— I mean, in order for Usyk to beat Fury and Wilder, he'd have to fight an even more perfect fight than the fight he fought against Joshua. He'd have to, because those guys will be coming out aggressive. Josh, and you notice, uh, Logan, in the Joshua Usyk fight, when Joshua tried to box, Usyk was owning him. When Joshua pressed the action, he was landing in the right hand middle of the middle of the fight, and he began to score at will. And I'm like, why did you start in the sixth, seventh round when you should have done that for round one? That would be interesting to see in the rematch if, jo- if Joshua presses him like he did in the middle of the fight. What happens, but we also remember that in the twelfth and final round, Joshua was desperate. Usyk hurt him, and if it wasn't for the bell, uh, Joshua would have ran through, would would have fell through the ropes if Usyk was ready to put him away.
1: Absolutely, and um, it—I mean, it looked a little bit. I mean, obviously, Usyk is very skilled, but yes. Joshua. I mean, maybe he doesn't have that eye of the tiger anymore. Maybe he just is a little bit lost a step. What do you think?
0: You know what? A lot of people think, and I remember you saying this, that uh, the Ruiz fight might have took something out of him. You know what it took out of him? It took that aggression out of him. He hasn't been that aggressive since Ruiz knocked him out because in the rematch, he boxed from the outside. He didn't even try to go toe-to-toe with Ruiz. So. But when you saw some of that in the Usyk fight, he was landing. So that makes the second fight interesting. I'm picking Usyk, but, you know, those Joshua right hands were landing. If he catches Usyk right with one of them, you know, Joshua, Joshua does have one-punch knockout power.
1: Yeah, he does. Um, but Usyk, we found out, has a damn good chin.
0: He's got a great chin because he took some of them shots from Joshua and I think he was hurt one time, but he rec- he recuperated real quickly.
1: Now, what does Usyk do against Tyson Fury? Is he going to outbox Tyson Fury?
0: <laughs> he, he, he 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 can't outslug him. He can't outslug him. He's a, Fury's too big. If Fury's going to bully him around, he's got to stay outside. I think Fury has shown uh, is a tendency to tire late in the fight. He tired in his first fight with with. Uh, Wilder uh he tied in a few other he tied in this fight with Klitschko. So, Yusin would have to stay outside and just counter. He will get a lot and he will get a lot of countering opportunities cuz Fury's going to come at him. So, uh we will see. That's a very intriguing fight and I hope that fight happens in 2022.
1: Yeah, it looks like Fury is trying to figure out who he's going to fight and I mean, I think he probably would love to fight Usyk and have Joshua step aside.
0: I think the plan, Logan, is for uh, Fury to fight either Andy Ruiz or Robert Helenus and then fight the winner of Usyk Joshua.
1: So Dillian White, once again, priced himself out.
0: The Dillian White is uh, an arbitration with
1: the because
0: he doesn't agree with... with uh- how much they're willing to pay him in a fight against Tyson Fury. I don't think White's getting a title shot.
1: Didn't White turn down like a $5 million fight before this?
0: It, it, there's been a few times White has talked himself out of a title shot. Right? Yeah. He better hurry up. He's damn near 40 years old. He better do something. All right, on to the next award. I don't want to talk about that motherfucking and White. Fuck him.
1: All right. <laughs> Let's talk about Comeback Fighter of the Year.
0: Kiko Martinez in another, another uh, come, uh, upset of the year. He knocks out Kid Galahad. And Kid Galahad was a huge favorite. I I, I hated this fight because I, I, Kiko didn't deserve a title shot. Well, he fooled me. He knocked out Kid Galahad, put him to sleep. And what was also a contender for knockout of the year, and um, takes his title, and uh, there will probably be a rematch next year. It'll be intriguing to see what happens in that rematch, because Logan Galahad was the ring. He was knocked the fuck out. And will he ever be the same after that brutal knockout loss at the hands of Kiko Martinez?
1: I don't know. Probably not. That was brutal. Um now,
0: and speak speaking of knockout of the year,
1: well, but before you go back to is there any runners up to come back?
0: Uh I mean uh like I would have if Wilder would have somehow found a way to beat Fury, he would have won the award hands down, but he 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 uh he loses his opportunity in the fourth round. We'll talk more about that later on. When he dropped Fury twice and um loses the fight and that 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 was it. Uh I can't think of anybody else. Uh Chocolatino lost his fight against Estrada. A lot of people thought he won that fight, but I can't give comeback fight of the year to a guy who lost an official decision even though most people thought he won. So yeah, Kiko was the clear cut uh winner.
1: Okay, let's go on to knockout of the year.
0: Now, the Kiko-Galahad fight was a contender, uh, but the the, uh, the one that I thought was brutal, brutal, and for those who have the zone, and I know Logan watched this before we came back on it, Gabriel Rosado's June 19th knockout of Bektamir Melikusiev, otherwise known as Beck the Bully. Well Rosado bullied the bully and knocked him out. He walked into a spectacular right hand and Beck the bully is still asleep as we speak.
1: <laughs> yeah, flattened him. Yeah. <laughs> oh my any,
0: goodness. Any, um?
1: Now there was a there's some good knockouts this year, right? I mean Yeah, it,
0: there was some good knockouts. You had uh Oscar Valdez knockout of Miguel Burchell early this year. That was a spectacular knockout. Of course, we mentioned Kiko Martinez's uh, one punch good night of Kid Galahad. Good night, Sir Galahad. Those were my runner ups to this incredible Beck the Bully knockout. I mean, it was just phenomenal.
1: I mean, even um, Tyson Fury.
0: You, you know what? That, yeah, because uh, the referee stopped the – the referee didn't count to ten. He stopped the fight because Wilder was out, but Wilder wasn't getting up. So, yeah, that was that's definitely a runner-up also.
1: Okay, so here we are now, round of the year.
0: Round four of the Fury-Wilder fight. Round four starts, and – Wilder is out on his feet, and Fury's going for the kill, and Fury is battering Wilder. Then midway through the round, Wilder throws his, you know they call it the Sunday punch, but with Wilder, it's not the Sunday punch. It's the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday punch. The right (laughs) cross from hell. The reaction on Fury's face when he got hit was like, God damn. Fury went down, but unfortunately Wilder broke his hand with that right cross with that shot. But even though that being Fury got back up and Wilder dropped him a second time. But that was it. Wilder had he had uh, cleaned out his arsenal because cause not only did Fury was Fury able to get up both times but Wilder was completely exhausted and with one hand. But that round four one of the greatest rounds in heavyweight championship
1: boxing history. So had we didn't know that it, during the fight, right? We we found You that could out tell,
0: later. you could tell because he kept tapping his right hand after after every round and while he was in the corner or getting ready he was he was tapping his hand.
1: Hmm Lennox now,
0: was, No Lennox Lewis was like, I think something's wrong with Young head because he keeps tapping it.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting. Uh, I think they like somebody like Emmanuel Stewart. Tr- you know, tried to train Wilder, and you saw in the first round there was some shades of of, of, of Lennox Lewis. I
0: I always said I always said had Emanuel Stewart not died and had he been Deontay Wilder's trainer from day one, that Wilder could have gone down as one of the greatest heavyweights of all time because Emmanuel Stewart would have fixed him. And Wilder has the ability to be that type of fighter, but it's too late now. He he is what he is, and he tried. First round, he was throwing that jab. And we will get into it because this is our fight of the year. Wilder Fury 3 is our fight of the year, and it was an incredible fight. Round one, Logan, like you just mentioned, Wilder comes out, he's sticking that jab. He wins round one. Because he's jabbing to the body. But for some reason, he shot his load. He was exhausted. Rounds two and three, he got the shit beat out of him by uh, Tyson Fury. Went down in the third round. It looked like it was over. Fourth round, Fury came out for the kill, and we just told you what happened in the fourth round. Uh, uh, Wilder almost gets that miracle win with his right hand from, from, from hell. Uh, But then round five through nine, he is just getting the fucking shit beat out of him. Tenth round, he's taking a beating. But then late in the round, Logan, he hurts Fury with the broken right hand at the end of the round. And I'm like, oh, shit. But that was it. Eleventh round, Fury just goes for the kill, drops Wilder. Wilder's in the heat. Kudos to the referee. He stopped the fight right away. He didn't even bother uh, counting. Uh, even though Wilder lost, he showed a lot of heart and determination to a lot of fight fans and so-called experts didn't think he had. And um, he lives to fight another day. I wish he would have retired. I mentioned that when we did the fight recap. But he's going to fight again, and hopefully it's a big-money fight. Hopefully it's not against no bullshit fighter. Hopefully it's a big-money fight.
1: They talk about matching up against Ruiz.
0: Well, right now that might not happen because they're talking Ruiz Fury. So, uh, uh,
1: they, they really, you know who they're
0: talking about. You know who they're talking about now. Maybe him fighting is Derek Chisora. Man, he will kill
1: Chisora. <laughs> I mean, th- there's very few people that he wouldn't have killed. I mean, it's too bad he came up against that I, one guy who had his number.
0: Everybody has your number. Fury has his number. That's all. that 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 that's basically it.
1: Yeah, I would love to see him against Joshua. I mean, that's a dream match.
0: And that fight, even if Joshua loses to Usyk again, that's still a huge money fight. Still because they're two widely popular fighters. Remember, Joshua sells out all the time in England. You could have that fight in the United States or the UK and do huge business, even if Joshua loses again to Usyk.
1: Yeah, I mean, I almost hope he does so that we get the fight because... Well, I guess if he won, he'd fight um, Fury. If
0: he wins, he's fighting Fury. But if yeah. he loses, that's one fight. You know, it could be a – that that could be both guys' last fight. They don't – either one could would have to fight again after that because they make so much fucking money in that one fight. We're talking even without titles, they will get – both will get at least $25 million, at least. And that's before pay-per-view and box office uh comes in to give them a bonus.
1: Yeah, and that's a pick pick 'em fight. I mean it's a fifty fifty fight for sure. That's
0: a definite that's a definite fifty. I'd favor Wilder because he shows that he has he even he's, though he's a warrior he's been knocked, Yeah, while Joshua is is hesitant to, to rumble. But it's still either guy get caught with that right hand, he could go to sleep.
1: Oh yeah. It's uh, yeah. I mean, I, I I really would love to see that. Now it would be a when, great,
0: it would be a great fight. Talking, it would not be a ball fight.
1: Go ahead. W- there were a lot of good rounds of the year, so why don't you talk about a few?
0: Well, round ten of Fury Wilder was a contender. Uh, the twelfth and final round of Ioka versus Francisco Rodriguez from a few months ago. That was a super flyweight title fight. That was an incredible. Incredible final round. Um, let me try to think. What other what other candidates for fight of the year that had great rounds? There were so many great fights this year. The twelfth and final round of uh, Jose Ramirez versus Josh Taylor was very very exciting, and uh, uh, people were going crazy. And yeah, there were, there were there were a lot of great fights this year, and, there were, and in those fights, you had a lot of great rounds.
1: Crawford Crawford fight.
0: Yeah, well, that that final round was exciting round because we finally saw Porter stop, then his father stopped the fight.
1: It was it was they had a few good rounds in there. Um, yeah,
0: that was that was a very good fight.
1: Yeah, that that could have been fight of the year if it wasn't for this one. Hey, um,
0: in another in another year, it it would have it, it it could have been, but this year we had so many great fights. Oh, and also the final round of the rematch between Chocolatito and Juan Francisco Estrada. That was an incredible twelfth round, and that also could have been a fight of the year. And that was my runner-up. That was my number two fight after Fury versus Wilder three.
1: Now, who? What? What prominent boxer didn't fight this year?
0: Gary Russell Jr. He'll be fighting. He'll be fighting. I think he's fighting either in January or February, but he didn't fight at all this year.
1: Did the, um, let's see. Keith Thurman didn't
0: fight this year. He just signed a fight
1: in late January.
0: He's fighting next month.
1: <laughs> oh, who's he fighting?
0: Uh, Mario Barrios, who had a great fight with Javante Davis, and Javante Davis knocked him out late in
1: their fight. Right. And, okay, let's – I guess we can go to the last category, fighter of the year. The fighter of the year,
0: and he did it because he became the first undisputed super middleweight champion in the history of boxing, and that's Saul Canelo Alvarez. Rightfully deserved the fighter of the year. My runner-ups, Alexander Usyk for his win over Anthony Joshua – Josh Taylor for becoming the undisputed junior welterweight champion of the world. And, of course, uh, George Cambosos, who shocked the world when he beat Tiafimo Lopez. They were all contenders. Uh, but at the end of the day, there's only one man that's the fighter of the year, and that's the biggest box office attraction in the United States, the uh, Saul Canelo Alvarez.
1: He almost won last year.
0: Uh, last year uh, Teofimo Lopez won our award last year. Uh, Canelo wasn't busy enough last year. This year he was extremely busy. He fought in December, February, May, and November. He fought four times in 12 months. In 11 months. He fought four times in 11 months. And along the way won every uh, title at 168 pounds. And now he's the undisputed Super middleweight champion of the world.
1: It's amazing. They're talking about him fighting like fucking heavyweight. <laughs>
0: no, he might be. He, it looks like he's going to fight cruiserweight next, Ilingo Makabu, for his WBC cruiserweight title. And then I expect him to go down to light heavyweight. I don't see him fighting 168 anymore. I see him winning a title at cruiserweight, then going back down to 175 and fighting the best of the best there.
1: But uh, not uh, better B F. No, better
0: That 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 definitely is in the conversation.
1: I know it's in the conversation, but I think he'd be a fool to fight him.
0: Oh, better B F. is a beast, but you know what? Great fight. Uh, fighters like better B F. bring out the best and great fighters. Better Biev's not going to blow Canelo out. That's a fifty-fifty fight. Remember, Canelo is an incredible counter puncher. Better BM is gonna give Canelo opportunities to punch all night long. That's not a give me either way. That's gonna be that would be that would be to me a, a, even more of even more of a, a of a firefight than his two fights with Triple G. I mean
1: they're they're even thinking about fighting Triple
0: G, yeah. That's not happening. That's not fucking happening. Yeah, it's not happening, because Triple G's at 160. He's not going up to 175. Canelo's fighting Cruiserweight next. That fight's never happened again for you fans out there that want to see a third Triple G-Canelo fight. Uh, stop dreaming. Forget about it. Forget about it.
1: Okay. And uh, when do you think we'll see him in action again? I mean, he look like he's going to take some time off, right?
0: Where they talk Cinco de Mayo is probably the next time he's going to fight. Remember, he fought four times in eleven months, so yeah. his body needs to rest.
1: I know. I mean, he. It's funny because we think that this guy is just invincible. I mean, just like nobody can really touch him. I mean, what what has been his? That's one thing about one
0: seventy five. One seventy five has two guys that have an even shot at beating him and that's Dimitri Baval and Arthur Bedabiev. Those guys could beat Canelo on the right night.
1: Uh, well there's some other there's some other fighters that want to get at him. I mean there's a lot of people yeah, wanting to they're, fight they're Canelo. All,
0: they're, yeah, everybody wants a paycheck.
1: <laughs> but I mean <laughs> he's he, he has a lot of options, put it that way. He's and and yeah, and, and,
0: uh, and, and he <laughs> And look, and I tell people this all the time, Who bitch and moan about Canelo picking and choosing his opponents. But you know what? Floyd Mayweather did it. Oscar De La Hoya did it. Sugar Ray Leonard did it. Julio Cesar Chavez did it. Why? Manny Pacquiao did it. Why? Because they were the top star in boxing at the time. And when you're the number one attraction, then you get to pick whoever the fuck you want to pick because you earned the right to do so.
1: I don't know. When was the last time we had some guy such a big name in boxing can't even speak a word of fucking English? It was Julio Cesar
0: Chavez. And that was 30 years ago. Yeah. And before him, Roberto Duran. That's it. He's the third guy. He's the third Latin superstar who came from outside the United States as the biggest attraction in the United States.
1: I and mean, he's earned it. They're gonna give it to me. Oh my men. bad.
0: I'm sorry, I, Manny Pacquiao. But Manny Pacquiao. So that's four. Manny Manny Pacquiao was the last guy. I totally forgot because he had to retire. Manny Pacquiao was the last uh, guy who barely spoke English to be the biggest star in the United States box office wise.
1: And Manny's done, right?
0: Yeah, Ugas kicked his ass. Ugas was another guy that was a consideration for Fighter of the Year. Uh, he finally put Pacquiao out to pasture with the 12-round beating he gave of Manny Pacquiao. Pacquiao took such a beating, Logan, that his wife had to feed him breakfast the next morning with a spoon.
1: Yeah, that was, that was hard to watch, man. Veli. Such a, a great legend get destroyed like that. It's like, no good.
0: Now, hopefully he never comes back.
1: Yeah. how old is he?
0: Forty two. It's time for the go. Come on.
1: It's enough. Yeah, it's enough.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I, it wasn't. Um, yeah, that's right. De La Hoya was going to come back and fight Anderson Silva.
0: <laughs> no, Victor Belfort first.
1: Oh, that's right. Peter be- Bell for it, my gosh!
0: Another fucking uh, circus act. I don't talk about those acts. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, those are your awards for the year. We'll come back sometime late January, early February, and we'll do our annual Ring Magazine versus R Awards and compare the two like we always do annually. Uh, and um, that'll be the next time we do a uh, uh, world championship boxing. Happy New Year to all the listeners, because this is dropping on January second, and for those out there that love music, January first, which would have, which would be the day before you hear this, the Aaliyah musical tribute podcast is out there, and um, check it out because very emotional musical tribute, and the young ladies that sending their testimonials we read throughout the program were I mean as deep as it can get. Logan, I want to wish you a Happy New Year, big man. We keep doing big things with these shows.
1: Yes, and we can keep going strong into the next year. So, Happy New Year to all our loyal listeners. And we've just been growing and growing. So, I'm happy to see all these numbers. Every time I look at the downloads, I'm just floored how many people (laughs) listen to us.
0: And Logan's not bragging. He's just stating facts. Because Logan, one thing about Logan... He's a Taurus like me. We don't brag. We just, you know, we believe in uh, you. You are what you are. You see what you see. That's it.
1: Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm flattered by it. I mean, I, I actually am amazed. That's all. Uh, so uh, we we'll keep, we'll keep it it's up, so, man. It's,
0: it's all due to you guys out there listening, whether it's the boxing or or, or the music podcast. You tell your you guys are telling other people. You guys are retweeting it on social media. We appreciate that, man. I love it. I'm humbled, Logan, because the DMs I get about the the way we do these podcasts. I mean, damn, I I, I love it. I'm the only thing I'm mad, Logan. Is we should have done this music thing years ago.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's good, man. We got a lot to we have a lot to cover. We, so. We're never going to have run out of shows on that one. Um, oh, no, no. Yeah, I, I, you sent me your list. I was like, damn, this guy's got a list. All right. I love it.
0: All legends, baby. All legends. All, All legends. legends.
1: <laughs> okay, so I guess we can wrap it up here, and we'll be back again soon talking about the Ring Magazine Awards. I think they dropped one of them, right? Are they?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what pisses me off about Ring? You you didn't know about the awards until the magazine came out. Now they posted on Instagram and social media and Twitter the awards, and I'm like, well, why would people want to buy the magazine now? I buy it mm-hmm. because I love the magazine, but why the fuck are you doing this? I mean, uh, I I don't understand. I don't understand people's market. You could market it by saying, look, this coming out soon, and these are the contenders, but no. By giving it away, a lot of people will not buy the magazine. Period. Oh well, that's okay. All right, so they gave this guy the fighter, of, fight of the year. All right, all right. So,
1: it's, I mean, I think see. it's just hard to make money on magazines these days. I
0: mean, yeah, people... my, uh, magazines are a dying breed. Uh, I think you're eventually ring will. They have their website, which is an excellent website they might just have to go to that the only I think the only reason they continue to print the magazine is for guys like me that, that that like to have a copy. Hey look, today Logan, I went to Newark, New Jersey, the Prudential Center to buy tickets for a new edition concert, right? I'm expecting that the guy that I bought the tickets from at at the, at, at 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 the box office was going to give me printed tickets. No, I I'm now finding out that they email you the tickets right after you pay the fucking tickets right there. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. But I did save about $50 because if I would have bought it online on the Ticketmaster app, they charge you a ridiculous fee. They they don't at the box office. But I'm like, what the fuck? He was like, that's how we do it now, sir. No more printed tickets.
1: Okay. So you're going to go see now? <laughs> When's that?
0: Yeah, that's. That that that's April first, Jodeci and New Edition, and uh, both those artists will be artists we talk about in the future, but way down the line, probably. New Edition, half
1: man, God damn, that's an old <laughs> act. Um, I just I I I used to love them even I was. A Let little me tell scared. you something,
0: Logan. It's their 40th anniversary this year. This year coming up, with the new year 2022 is the 40th year of them together as a group.
1: But have, have have they been... They've consistent? broken up several
0: times. They've broken oh. up several times. They've broken up several times. But right, this we'll is the 40th on. anniversary of their first release. And another act that's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame.
1: Oh, well, that's a crime.
0: It's, it's a crime. But we'll get more into that when we do new editions months down. Logan, Happy New Year, big man. Uh Let me know as soon as you uh, drop that Aaliyah podcast, because these these women are bugging the shit out of me. I'm like, look, January 1st, right? right? Yeah. Maybe around midnight. So let me know. No, maybe I'll
1: drop it a little early. uh, I'll let you know. With
0: this boxing boxing podcast, January 2nd, Sunday. That way we don't have one show battling the other show for listeners.
1: Right, right. Okay. (laughs)
0: All right, big man. Yo, enjoy your new year tomorrow night, man. And text me as soon as you drop the show.
1: Will do. Have a good one, man. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Peace. Peace. Man. Peace.
0: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumba dot com.
1: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy.